All right, Wayne Allen Root back with uh, War Raw and Unfiltered, and I've got a wonderful guest, my favorite guest of all time, obviously, President Donald Trump, who I've always believed is the greatest president of my lifetime and one of the better presidents we've ever had. If he had gotten another four years, he would have become the best president ever. That's my opinion, and it's always a great honor to have him on. President Donald J. Trump, Wayne Allen Root, how are you? Well, thank you very much, Wayne. And I, I have to tell you that we wouldn't be having any of the problems or just about any of the problems. I can't think of one that we would have. The, uh, they're all self-inflicted, whether it's inflation or if you look at uh, what's going on in Europe and what's going on also with Ukraine and with Russia, that was not going to happen. Uh, I looked the other day that Europe is paying a tiny, tiny fraction of what we just sent. And uh, we probably are in for $56 billion and they're in for peanuts. And uh, they're supposed to be leading the front. So, you know, it's so many things are so bad. The border is so bad. What took place with Afghanistan, that withdrawal was probably the most embarrassing single day in the history of our country, I think. It's so much, so many of these things are self-inflicted. And it's so sad to watch it. And not just self-inflicted, but if you follow my writings, and I send a lot of my stuff to you, through our good mutual friend, Lee, um, I believe intentional. In other words, Biden's incompetent. We get that. He's got dementia, whatever, he's falling apart. We all get that. But I think the people behind him are using him and his incompetence as kind of a front man so that they could destroy this country and destroy capitalism. Your thoughts? Well, then you're not saying it's incompetence. You'd say it's, uh, it's their action, which I guess you could say is an incompetent action, no matter how you cut it. Because yeah. it certainly is destroying our country. And if that's what they're looking to do, they're doing a great job. Well, I mean, the, the only good news that comes out of this, and I'll get to the bad news in a minute, but I'm looking at an article that came out just this morning, believe it or not, from CNN. And they say that you, Donald Trump, are actually more popular now than at any time, including your presidency or even after January 6th and the big to-do they made out of January 6th. You're the most popular now. What do you make of that? Well, I appreciate you telling me that. The source of CNN is very strange. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. But, you know, um, look, we got almost 75 million votes. That's more votes than any sitting president has ever gotten by far, by millions. And, uh, you know, we ran a great election. I said we ran it twice and we did much better the second time. You know, we got like 12 million votes or something like that more the second time than we did the first time. Right. So it's, uh, you know, look, it's a great honor. It's a horrible thing what's happening in our country in so many ways, including right, elections and including on borders. Well, that's why I said I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is he's so bad, Biden, and this administration, that even with billions spent in the media to destroy you, you're doing better than you've ever done. The bad news is, and I said this to you when I had my honeymoon at Mar-a-Lago, I said these exact words to you. I don't know how we're going to make it to 2024. I'm assuming you'll win in 2024. I don't know how we'll make it there. Things look that bleak. Well, Wayne, there's more destruction done in the last less than two years. Can you imagine? In less than two years, our country has been totally uh, set off course at a level that I don't think it's ever been off before. We've never had anything like this. There's never been a time like this where... People are invading. We have invasion. We have an invasion of millions and millions and millions of people coming in. And it's not a million or two million like they like to say. It's 10 million or 12 million. It's a massive number of people 
and they're just invading our country. And, you know, they're emptying out prisons and dumping them into our country. The whole thing is horrible. We've never been in a position. We're not respected as a world leader anymore. Uh, so many things are happening. We were really respected. I think we were respected like never before just two years ago. And we I were agree. energy independent. We were actually energy dominant. Very soon we were going to be energy dominant. We would have been bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia combined. We would have been much bigger. And uh, all of that's gone now. We're negotiating with Venezuela. How about that one? We're negotiating with Venezuela to get their oil, and we have more of it than they do. Well, it sure, it, that's why I keep coming back to this intentional destruction. You know, I went to Columbia University, and my classmate was Barack Obama. Never saw him, but theoretically he was there. And what we learned at Columbia was a plan to destroy and collapse America and make us a socialist nation. It was called Cloward Piven. And it sure seems to me it's happening right in front of our eyes. Who would want the border completely open and wave millions of people in and give them all free health care and give them free welfare? It's going to destroy the middle class, going to destroy the country. Who would want that? And to me, it's just someone who's intentionally destroying the country. Well, it must be. I don't know. You know, nobody can say for sure, but it must be something is going on. I will say this, that uh, whether you're a fifth grader or, or graduated number one in your class from Columbia, as you would say, but of any place, uh, you know that that can't be good, what's happening. That can't be good. I don't know if you remember the uh, in, during the campaign, especially the last one, I said that our country, if they go the path that Biden wanted to go or that he spoke about only by modestly compared to what they've done, this is you're talking about, I mean, they didn't even, they talked nothing like what's happened. Right. But if we went that path, we're going to be another Venezuela. I used to use Venezuela all the time. I compared ourselves to Venezuela, never thinking a thing like this could happen, actually right. thinking I won the election and thinking we were going to win the election because I saw the energy we had. But if you... Remember back to the campaign, I used to say that if this happens, if these things happen, we will be a Venezuela on steroids. And you know what? That's what we're turning out to be. Yes. Yeah, and I always use Cuba, by the way. You could use Cuba as an example, too. It was a very prosperous country until Castro came along. And now we're prosperous with you until Biden comes along. And, and we were prosperous until Obama came along. And so it's, it's been a disaster. I, by the way, I think that's what the January 6th witch hunt is all about. They know that America can't stand Biden. They despise him. And they know that America's come back to you and wishes you were president. And the January 6th witch hunt is just about hurting you so that you can't be president again. Well, I agree with that. I mean, I think it's a disgrace. We have no representation on this panel. We should have certainly... Uh some Republicans, real Republicans, I'm not talking right. about Cheney. Cheney's worse than anybody on the panel, worse than any Democrat. And the good news is she's losing by a lot in her mm -hmm. in Wyoming, in her state. But, but it's, a, it's a terrible thing when you look at it. It's a totally one-sided kangaroo court or witch hunt, and it's just a continuation. You know, don't forget, we went two and a half years on Russia, and then they found out it was a total fake, which I've been saying for two and a half years. But, you know, if this is the same thing. It's, it is so disgraceful that they're allowed to do this and allowed to get away with it. And think of it. We have nobody on that panel who can fight back, can do anything. We have a, just a total open. Now I understand they're going to keep it going. Well, there's, there's no length 
They want to keep it going longer. Let's let's keep it going another few months, and they want to have more meetings. It is so disgraceful what's happening, and in a way, the Republicans should be ashamed of themselves. They should. I mean, look, I, I've been saying this is a communist attack on the United States. This is not normal Republicans against Democrats, liberal against conservative. And what is communism about? Show trials. This is a show trial to try and demonize you. And when they arrest a Peter Navarro, who's next? You? Are they going to try and take you out of Mar-a-Lago in shackles? This is insanity that we're allowing this to happen. Uh-huh. What's going on has never been seen in this country before. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. You're right about Navarro, but there are others also that went through hell and, uh, and went through hell for no reason. These are good people in almost all cases, but in many cases, these are very good people. These are fine people, and they're looking to destroy him. It is so serious, this whole thing. And, you know, I'm at the forefront. I'm proud to be at the forefront. We've caught them. But we need some strength on the Republican side. Look, Bill Barr, he was afraid to do anything. He was afraid of being impeached. Maybe people can't blame him, you know, but I got impeached twice and my numbers went up. <laughs> Bill Barr, think of it. Bill Barr was so afraid to be impeached that he didn't want to do anything. Yeah. It was unbelievable. You talk I, about a rhino. Hey, by the way, I always thought he was a rhino from day one, so I was never a fan of the pick, okay? You know I love you, but I never thought Barr was a good pick. I was not much. I got him as a reference from some people, and uh, he turned out to be not the right guy for the times. No, absolutely not. Hey, you know, when we talk about all the type of things that are happening that I think are like a communist attack on America, what about the attack on free speech? You know, everyone I know, most Americans believe what happened in the summer of 2020 with BLM was far worse, not even close to what happened on January 6th, right? They burned the whole country down. Nothing happened on January 6th that compares to well, it. Well, they burned it and, down, but they also had a lot of people were killed, you know, and right. uh, in the case, in this case, Ashley Babbitt was killed horribly by an out-of-control officer. Capital policeman. Who had a record of being an out-of-control type person. I mean, that was a disgrace. It then was. they wanted to shield his name and keep it quiet, but he didn't want that, so he goes on uh, national television to talk about how great he was. The whole thing, Ashley Babbitt was shot. I, I, look, I think, I won't even say where, but was viciously shot and killed, and there was no reason for that, and they try and make him into like he's a hero. He's right. no hero. Right, but what I was trying to get at was the lack of free speech in a communist society. Well, it's happening here. Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, who should be the well, Redskins, did you see by the way. They want to keep Peter Navarro from saying anything. You know why? Yes. Because he really investigated the election fraud. And, you know, Peter's a very smart guy, Harvard guy. And they investigated the election fraud. And in investigating the election fraud, they found out that, you know, they don't want to have him speak about that. That's the last thing they want people speaking about is what took place in the election. Right. Well, look, you and I both saw 2,000 mules, and we know we're right, but I guess the question for you is, I know the election was stolen. I know you're the legitimate president of the United States. I know Biden's the illegitimate president of the United States. But let's move to what's going to happen in the future, President Trump. What are we doing and what's the Republican Party doing to make sure we don't get an election stolen in 22 and 24? Well, it's going to be harder, but they're not, they're not tough enough yet. 
and we're going to see, and a lot of things are coming out, and I think a lot of very positive things are coming out. Unfortunately, I'm the one that has to bring them out. It should be a lot of others. But we have some great warriors, Jim Jordan, the whole group, Jim Banks. We have some very good people that, you know, fight very, very hard. Unfortunately, a bad decision was made. This this committee was a bad decision not to have representation on that committee. That was a very, very uh, foolish decision. Right. Because, uh, you know, they try and pretend like they're legit. And only when you get into the inner workings, you say, what kind of a thing is this? Just a one-sided witch hunt. Right. But I think, yes, uh, the the bigger you win by, I think I won by a lot last time. You know, I was told if I got 63 million votes, I'd win. And I got many times, you know, I got much more than any number. They they were giving me numbers of you got 64, 65, even 63, you win easily. And then you get a number that's many times more than they even wanted. And they say you didn't win the election. So, you know, you know the story. You know, this. you're one of the few. You're one of the people that really know it. Well, actually, you know who knows the story? The American public knows the story. They know right. it very well. Well, listen, I, I saw the latest poll shows a majority of Americans believe Biden is intentionally destroying, making gas prices go up and destroying the energy industry. And that's that goes along with what I keep saying. This is a radical takeover of the United States to just destroy us. The truckers can't afford the gas prices. The average middle-class person can't afford the gas prices. What do you say about inflation, which, by the way, is an invisible tax on the American people? They found a way to destroy the middle class without a tax increase. This is a gigantic tax increase that will kill the middle class. So when when gasoline goes up, don't forget, you have to look at me at November 3rd, not on Election Day, because by the time you got to Election Day, People knew what was going to happen. You know, people saying, oh, man, this is going to be bad for the energy. Let's call it energy. And energy, look, we were we were never in a position with oil and gas, with energy like we were. And we were doing some of the new technology. I'm not a big fan of the windmills that ruin all the fields and kill all the birds, you know, and, and are made in China. I've never been a big fan. It's hard to believe that environmentalists are. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these fields when they're 10 years old and everything's rusting and rotting and turned off. But Biden never talked about this during the campaign. He never mentioned this during the campaign. He never talked about these radical things that are taking place right now during the campaign. And Bernie Sanders, I mean, he's looking at it like, wow, this is incredible. This is better than he he." Bernie Sanders never talked about anything like this. I mean, let's assume he's sort of the ultimate on that side of the plate. Bernie Sanders never talked about any of this stuff. And he goes around shaking his head saying, I can't believe this. Listen, I've I've been predicting, Donald Trump, I've been predicting for a long time that Biden will never run against you. They're going to throw him under the bus. And in the last two weeks, it's obvious that I was on the money because all the Democrats are saying they have severe doubts he should be the candidate in 2024. Do you actually believe you'll be running against, if you run, do you believe you'll be running against Joe Biden? I doubt it. I, I don't. If if I decide to do that, I doubt it. I really don't think so. I, I can't imagine he he does it again. Yeah, I don't. I think they have no He's choice. They eight. can't win with you him. Know, I know people that are in their nineties. They're a hundred percent sharp, perfect. <laughs> yeah, they're they good. Can... They're like they were twenty years ago, thirty years ago. I mean, it's incredible. But I know people in their eighties. They do great. They're great. I mean, they're like perfect. I had a man the other day telling me he's eighty-six. He was telling me that he feels better than he did. 25 years ago, and mentally he doesn't feel any different. 
It's not the age, because the age is, you know, you know many people, I do too, beyond 80s, beyond their 80s. Uh, but it's, uh, I don't think he'll be, I don't personally think he'll be going, but we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, none, none of it makes any sense unless it's the intentional destruction of America. Because when you look at what they're doing from the border to the gas prices to the grocery prices, why would anyone want gas to be five, six, seven, eight dollars a gallon? What would be the benefit to America for that, Mr. Uh, President Trump? Well, the incredible thing is, I don't think they're going to change. You know, at one point I said, well, they can change. And, you know, you can change rather swiftly, although it takes a while to get that apparatus. You know, I had that apparatus in place. I filled up the strategic reserves. And now they're, right. taking, the, they're taking all of that beautiful energy that I put there, and they're, they're trying to keep prices down. And, you know, that's just a pittance. That's a very, very small amount. It's a few days' worth of, you know, what we use by cars, okay, by cars alone. It's a very small amount relative to what you need, so it's just they're just playing games. But that's supposed to be put there for emergency use, and that wasn't filled up for years, for decades. And I got it filled when the energy prices were very low. We filled it up, 75 million barrels we put in to the strategic reserves. Now they're taking that to try and keep uh, gas prices down. It's And it's not working, obviously, because we just – now I understand it's $5. It's over $5. Throughout the country. You right. know, we used to use California because it's always higher in California also for obvious reasons. But no, it's going much higher. If you remember and you see it, they use it a lot. I made a speech. You'll be seven, eight, nine dollars. You're going to be much higher than this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's over six in Las Vegas. And every time I fill up now, it's one hundred and ten to one hundred twenty five dollars. That's an insane amount of money to fill up a car. And I don't see how the middle class is going to survive this. I really don't. This is the destruction of the middle class. $1.87. And now it's $6, $7. It'll be much higher than that. All right, last two questions. Last two questions. Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who you named to the Supreme Court. Some nut tried to kill him. And Nancy Pelosi kills uh, congressional legislation that would have spent more money on security for Supreme Court justices. What are they doing? Well, it's a big story. They don't want to talk about that story. Uh, the, the possible assassination of a Supreme Court judge, and they don't want to talk about it. The newspapers don't report on it. And if that were the other way around, and it was one of the other judges, I can tell you, or justices, Right. It would be a front page of every paper. They're not talking about it. It's a big story that they're not talking about it. People can't believe it, and well, it's, it's not it's, right. It's just so radical. It's almost like they're stirring trouble to the point where they want people on the right to be killed or a, a kidnapped or their families threatened so that they'll never rule. They'll be intimidated and never rule on our side again. That, to me, is what's going on. They want intimidation. We're living in a different time, but that, that's not, it's not even a story, okay? You know, the bigger story is that they're not, that they're not reporting it. That's the bigger story. Right. The story that they're not reporting it has become a bigger story than the story itself. Well, they won't report the stolen election. They won't report Hunter Biden's laptop. They won't report when a conservative is murdered it, it's, or threatened or kidnapped or Supreme Court justices uh, have people outside their house, angry mobs. They won't report any of it. Last question. Last question for you. 
you know I was the guy who first brought up the idea of you running for Speaker of the House if we win in November. And you like the idea, but you never acted on it. And you've now endorsed McCarthy for Speaker of the House. Why don't no, you I consider no, no, running? No, no, I haven't. You haven't? No, I endorsed him in his race, but I haven't endorsed anybody for Speaker. Okay. So why not consider if we win big, if it's a landslide, which I'm confident it will be, despite the rigging, they can't beat us this time. It's just too overwhelming. We win big. Only you, I believe, could carry out the things that would save the middle class between now and 2024 and save capitalism. We need you, not Kevin McCarthy, leading the indictment, the, uh, the impeachment of Biden and Kamala Harris. Why not consider it? No, and I understand that. And, you know, we have a lot of great relationships in the House beyond great. We have some great people. And I'll talk to you about that at a later date. All right. All right. And, what, and one last thing. Are you planning to run for president? What can you say? Well, you're going to be happy. OK, you're <laughs> going to be very happy. I really right. believe that. I'm only happy if America exists in 2024. And at the way it's going now, question. I'm not sure. That's actually the much bigger question. Much bigger well, question. Well, the country, there's been more damage done in the last two years than in 25 bad years. OK, you add up 25 of the worst years. There's been more damage done in the last year and a half. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's why they're after you. Remember the book, Rules for Radicals. Saul Linsky, whatever you see in the mirror, blame the other guy. So while they're destroying the country, they're blaming you for terrible things that you didn't do. That's how they cover it up. Weapons of mass distraction. They're going to continue to do it. It's called misinformation. That's another name, right? They'll continue to do it because they think you're going to win in 2024 and they're scared to death of you. And they know you're probably the only one that could beat them in 2024. So they've got to denigrate you and slander you and take you down. So I hope you're ready for him, President Trump. Keep fighting. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Wayne. You take right. care. I'll see you soon. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for all you do for America. Bye-bye. All right. Wayne Alaroot, we shall return. Wayne Alaroot, Raw and Unfiltered. Great interview with President Donald J. Trump.